Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. If you asked me what is my favorite 80s movie, that would be a tough one. That would be a hard question to answer. But one of my top picks would be Back to the Future. Such an iconic pop cultural sensation, a big moment in our movie media history. And the actor, Michael J. Fox, was recently at a charity event for Parkinson's research. In case you don't know, he himself has Parkinson's disease. And he was asked questions about his legacy and his acting. And he said this, quote, it's amazing. More people of all ages approach me now about the movie than ever before. I'm not sure I understood why. Then I came across it on TV last Christmas, and I thought I was really good in it, better than I thought I'd been. More important, I got the spirit of the movie. I understood it was just a big giggle that we all need to take credit for what we've done, the lives we've touched, and to occasionally step back a bit and appreciate that much of life has been great and there's a lot more to live. Just an inspirational quote from him as he's been going through this Parkinson's disease and all of the challenges that it's brought probably for him and his family, and that he's able to look back on his life and appreciate everything that's happened and where he's been and how he's looking forward to the future. You know, Kara, I've been thinking, November is kind of a weird month. Yeah? I, I was thinking about this, and then I also saw something from comedian Michael McIntyre. He made this point as well. We basically spend the entire month of November talking about how we can't believe it's November. <laughs> Don't I we? I literally said that to someone like yesterday. Did you? I did. Okay, I'm pretty sure I've said this at least 10 or 12 times. And it's only like 13 days in right, November, probably so that's a once lot. probably once for each once day. Once every day, yeah. yeah. I can't believe it's November. I can't believe it's already November. Can you believe it's Can November? Can you believe it? I'm sure someone out there is like, well, yes, we've had the 10 other months that come before the month of November. It's time. Like, if it was just April last month, yeah. yes, you'd have a point. We'd all be very shocked. But why are we so surprised every single year It's a good point. when November rolls around at the exact same time? I don't know. It just sneaks up on you. I can't believe it's November. Ah! Do you ever feel like you have to parent yourself? Zoe here with you on Real FM. You know what I mean. Telling yourself not to eat too much candy, going to bed on time, and limiting your screen time. Well, I tried to parent myself and enable screen time rules on my phone, specifically for where I tend to spend the most time, which is YouTube or even like Instagram, things like that. And, well, pesky young me has decided to undermine my own authority, go behind parent Zoe's back, <laughs> and whenever I was using too much of my screen time, I figured out how to go back into my settings and add more screen time so that I could, again, be doing the thing that I was trying to not do, which was spend too much time on those apps. I think maybe this isn't working out so well. Maybe I need someone else to hold me accountable because clearly I'm not listening to my own rules. I said it a few minutes ago, November is kind of a strange month. Yeah. I mean, first of all, there's the fact that none of us can seem to believe that it's already November. <laughs> Ever. How many times have we said that already this month? So many times. To someone, times. I can't believe it's November. I know. And yet, here we are. November. Same time every year, right? That's right. But that's not the only thing that's weird about the month of November. Mm -hmm. I mean, for example, the time change, Ugh. right? That always happens yeah. the first week of November. It's true. And then guess what happens, Kara? We spend time almost every 
every single evening for like two weeks afterwards uh-huh. at 5 p.m. standing next to the window going, look how dark it is outside. <laughs> wow, it's so dark outside. Yes. Can you believe it's so dark outside I and it's only 5 p.m.? What happened? Again, happens every <laughs> single year at the same time. No, we still can't believe Always it. Always catch us a soft guard. <laughs> You know, the bad things are going to happen. It's okay. You don't focus on them. Let's focus on the good things. That was said by Blaine Hartleb, the owner of a local business in Portland, who experienced a lot of bad things all in succession. His small business had been broken into twice. It was pretty devastating for him and his workers. And luckily, after that story broke the news in Portland, another small business, which was in the glass business, said, hey, we'll help replace your door, the windows, the glass will help replace those for you for free since this happened to you. And Blaine was so touched by this small business acts of kindness that he's like, you know, I also need to give back, give into my community. And so he's been donating to some local charities like the Oregon Humane Society and getting some funds to give to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And that is what he said. The bad things will happen, but let's focus on the good things. And I love that he's giving back to his community and just continuing to be supportive and encouraging and hopefully a light to others. All right, Anson, so in the past, we've talked about these cats on TV you see performing all kinds of crazy tricks. Mm -hmm. And I've always been like, come on, you can't really train a cat to do tricks. (laughs) But I have to tell you, I've kind of sort of trained my cat to do a, a trick. Really? Yeah. You did? So I have it That's on amazing. I have it on video even. Okay. From this morning. So he likes to hang out while I get ready in the mornings in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I'm trying to distract him so he's not like eating my brushes or like jumping <laughs> up on the counter or like sure. burning himself on the curling iron. Okay. So my go-to distraction is to throw a Q-tip into the bathtub. He okay. loves going in the bathtub and he loves chasing after Q-tips. So uh-huh. I'll throw it over there in the bathtub. Yeah, keep him occupied. But he fetches it and brings oh, it to me. Plays fetch with the he Q-tip. Plays fetch with the Q-tip <laughs> and brings it and drops it at my feet. And nice. I'll, I'll do it again. He'll go back and get it again. Okay, okay. And it's absolutely adorable. <laughs> so I feel like I've taught my cat a trick. The only caveat is um, he, he only does it when he feels like it. Ah, so yes. <laughs> he does it really well okay. when he's in the mood. It's okay. That'll be step two. Yeah. We'll keep working on exactly. it. Exactly. Bring Kevin Bacon home! That was the name of a Facebook page uh, started by the loving owner of a pig named Kevin Bacon. Kevin had escaped his pig pen and she was in desperate pursuit to try and rescue her piggy. And so she made the Facebook page, Bring Kevin Bacon Home, trying to raise awareness, friends sharing it on Facebook, get people to help join the rescue. And sure enough, Kevin Bacon himself, the actor, saw the page on Facebook and he also shared it, bringing more awareness, more eyeballs, more resources to finding Kevin. And then, sure enough, sweet Kevin Bacon the pig was found and rescued and returned to his owner. But the owner smartly saw this as an opportunity, now having the backing of Kevin Bacon the actor behind her. She started raising awareness about how she wanted her farm to be an open to the public farm and offer services for children and adults who struggle with PTSD, anxiety, and depression. So the animals there are like an emotional support center so you can go and be with the animals like Kevin Bacon. 
and find some healing, find some recovery at this farm. So she took a bad circumstance and made it into a good one. And all thanks to Kevin Bacon and naming her pig Kevin Bacon. If you've spent much time in Christian communities or in churches, you've known other believers, you've probably heard a number of what are usually called testimonies mm, yes. from others about their kind of incredible before and after transformations mm. in meeting Jesus, right? Yeah. So maybe stories about people who are redeemed from addiction or illness or depression or some other hardship. And maybe you even have one of these stories yourself. Yeah. And I want to be really clear before I say anything else. Those stories are amazing. Yes. Living life mm. in a loving relationship with God and others should be transformative, mm. right? Yeah. It should mm. bear fruit of the spirit. Mm. And we should share our stories with one another. It can be joyful and encouraging. But I also think sometimes if you're one of those people who doesn't have one of those stories, mm. it's easy to feel left out, right? It is, yeah. Maybe you've been asked before how you came to Christ and you don't really know how to answer. Mm. You're like, well, I was just born into a Christian family. Mm. Or maybe your honest story might be more like this. Well, I used to be sick or addicted or depressed or divorced, and then I met Jesus, and mm. now I'm still sick or addicted or depressed or mm. divorced. Maybe you haven't seen that crazy, amazing transformation that some other people have right, talked about. Right. But you might finish your story with this. At the same time, I'm beginning to love God and others more, mm. little by little, yeah. right? In yeah. spite of the pain or anxiety or hardship, I'm learning more about what it's like to participate in God's kingdom, despite all the brokenness and the mess. Mm. And I think those are really great answers too. Yeah. Because most of our journeys include suffering as well as joy. Mm. They include doubt as well as faith. Mm. So if that's you, if that's part of your story, I just want to say your story matters too. Yeah. Because God is a God who lived with us, suffered with us, doubted with us, mm. and died with us. When you think of gamer fuel, what do you think of? Most people would probably imagine a big bag of Doritos and a two liter of Mountain Dew. Well, Doritos, as you may recall, are rather crunchy. So imagine wearing a gamer headset and you're trying to focus and you're trying to play the game and your buddies are on the voice call with you and you just hear a crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah, not exactly the most pleasant experience to listen to. And that is why Doritos worked with some sort of AI powered tech, whatever, to create a software that will cancel out the crunching sound of consuming Doritos while you're video gaming. Essentially, they want you to eat more Doritos and have a more pleasant Dorito consuming experience while you're gaming with your friends. My problem with Doritos isn't the crunch factor, it's the, the, the powder that gets on your fingers. Like you get that powder from your fingers on your gaming controller or your mouse and keyboard. Ew, how do they get rid of that problem? That's so gross. And I know that I've talked about this before, but it is officially that time of year once again where all of the gift guides oh, are coming out. The gift guides. The gift guide yes. time of year. They're all being delivered mm -hmm. to my inbox or I'm <laughs> running across them other ways they just know randomly. You, Kara. They know me so well. <laughs> and I'm just running across them and 
I simultaneously love and hate gift guides. Mm. I love them because I genuinely do like trying to find the perfect gift for someone. Uh, yeah. like You're it, really good at that thank too. Thank you. It brings me a lot of joy when I can be like, oh, that person. That's will, the one. That's the one. They'll actually enjoy this. It's yes. not just like a... I don't know. Oh, here's a gift. Sure. Like, because I'm obligated to do this. Right. I love that. So I love gift guides for that reason. But also, gift guides have the unfortunate consequence of causing me to put a lot of extra things on my wish list. <laughs> right. So yeah, you're like, well, that I would mean, be fun. And that, that would, would be, be fun, fun. And that would be fun. Be fun and yeah. I need that too, obviously. <laughs> so it's a dangerous time of year, mm. but also fun. Zoe here with a friendly public service announcement. It's time for a PSA. Beware the blue putty. Blue putty is sometimes used to hang stuff on your wall when you can't use a screwdriver or a nail. Kind of like command strips, except instead of a command strip with the Velcro and the sticky adhesive, it's literally blue putty. It's, stuck, it's sticky, it sticks on things, and it gets onto the wall and the object you're trying to hang, and then you can kind of flick it off and somehow get it off your wall without any residue and you're not putting any holes in the wall. It's supposed to be this great modern technology, this great thing that we can use. The problem is when you have a person who loves to fidget, has always got to have something in her hands, needs to play with things, especially while she's at her desk working. And then what you end up happening is she gets her, her hands on some blue putty because she was hanging stuff on her walls and she's just got some extra on her desk and she starts playing with it with her hands and her fingers because it's sticky and fun and sensory. And then she gets blue putty all over her fingernails and her hands and it's sticky and she tries to get it off. But yeah, just beware the blue putty. It is not the fidget toy that you hope it would be. Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind. <laughs>